once again. Here we go. This is Gone Mental episode 163, I think, here on Real Punk Radio. Listening to Gone Mental here on Real Punk Radio here on the Thursday Night Wrecking Pit. You just heard the Violent Shifters with six days off of their uh, their album Wide Open Baby that just came out, and that was from uh, a local Twin Cities band I like a fair bit. Um, and we actually uh, I'm turning over the reins. This is this is going to be the first time I've done a guest episode where I actually turn over 100% control to the guest hosts. I'm crawling out from behind the bar and. Um, usurping my position I don't even think that's a proper use of the word um, to our, our guest host Eric from the Violent Shifters Hi Eric Hey, thanks for having me Dan And uh, you know, it's an honor to take on this kind of responsibility do the best I can If this is internet radio, it's not a real responsibility I've, <laughs> I've set the bar fairly low here I mean, um, it's called a real punk radio, not Real professional radio. Sure. I'll fit right in. <laughs> so, um, I think the first time I, I uh, at least that I recall meeting you, Eric, was shortly after I started up the Twin Cities Rockabilly. Um, 
It was... I don't remember if I met you in person the first time at the show where you were drumming with Hot Rod Hearst yes. uh, opening for Zombie Ghost Train. That was it. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, I remember uh, during Corpse Show Creeps set, I broke my nose. Oh, no. And there was blood everywhere. Oh, that's right. I remember that now. Right. And Chris was horrified. She's like, oh, we won't be just humiliated ourselves we won't be able to do this we won't be able to book shows nobody's going to take us seriously uh-huh. and then you redeemed me by offering me a guest list spot for your next show I, you saved the day wow I, I would have never guessed that but I remember I think we met before that like online through the wrecking pit Right. You, I knew you only as Moojus. Yeah, that I, I I'm I go by my real name on there now. Right, right. But back then that was yeah. uh huh. Yeah, that, that was a great that show. That was the I name of that. my punk band I was in in Rochester. Oh was that right? Oh yes. cool. I, I no longer have recordings, I got embarrassed and broke the tape. Uh uh-huh. there's two known <laughs> tapes, well there were two known tapes of it in existence, uh, but one of them belonged to a friend who passed away a few years ago. I, the other, I think, belongs... If my friend Jill, who lives in Seattle, um, still has a copy, then that one copy exists. Um, I hope to someday get it again. Yeah, but... That'd be great. I don't know. So, um... Yeah, we're going to switch positions here once we start off this next set. Uh, do you want, Should we just go into the music? Yeah, yeah. What do you got for us? Well, we're starting it off with some violent shifters, you know, just to kind of give people, uh, right? We're going to keep. We just did that. Oh, we just did that, of course, right. Yeah, we just heard violent shifters. So, um, it'll kind of preface into the the next set, which we have a show coming up on Saturday at Lee's Liquor Lounge. It's the annual Ramones Mania kind of Ramones tribute show. Now, I mentioned that last week on the show here but I don't I don't recall it's the what annual how many how many have they had so I think this is 7th or 8th because I remember they had it before the first Black Mass which would have been 08 uh-huh. but I don't remember if that was the first one or just the first one I heard of yeah could be because I think it was the same day as our, our first Black Mass mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was a very poorly planned event and it rained yeah, because Dylan had exposed ports on his engine, uh-huh. and he had to pull under the uh, the overhang. Right. We had the whole yeah. film crew there, remember? I was just looking at that. We had that a, was the second year. Oh, that's right. The that's cats. right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, the coffin cast. Co- that, yeah. that was the one year we had, like, a great turnout, I thought. Right. I was really happy with that year. Yeah. But it, that, it was windy as hell. Mm-hmm. We had staffing issues, but if it wasn't for those staffing issues, it would be great. Right, but I digress. So, so we're, we'll we'll get into the Ramones set. This is just uh, to kind of you know get people into the mood for the Ramones. Uh, our bass player Joel Holland is the one that books the show. He's the sound guy at Lee's, and so um, we, we kind of negotiated. First, we we said, "Well, what are our favorite Ramones songs?" And then we had to argue about it, and then came up with a list and. Uh, Anyway, I just picked out a handful of them here so we can get into the Ramones. So, just to clarify for the regular listeners, yes, this is typically a psychobilly show. Um, we throw the format away when we have a guest host because this is this is the guest host show tonight. They pick not much psychobilly tonight, but it's still this is real punk radio. We're playing some fucking punk rock tonight, so. And I still am a big psychobilly fan. I mean, you know. Well, yeah, but you know, honestly, it's 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 my show. 
we'll play whatever the fuck I want to play. That's and when awesome. I turn over the reins, we'll play whatever the fuck you want to play. Fantastic. And I, I, I've done entire punk rock episodes. One, it just accidentally coincided to be an April Fool's episode. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're playing some punk rock tonight. We're playing some rock and roll. Rock and roll is fucking rock and roll, whether you call it punk rock or psychobilly. You bet. So let's just go on with your... Uh, you want to announce the first track since I cut you off? Yeah, this will be Loud Mouth by the Ramones. <laughs>
And we're back! That was a Ramones set that we heard from with uh, Motorhead, their Ramones song. That The Ramones actually later on went on to play that on their own after Motorhead started it, which I thought that was kind of cool. And before that, we heard Outsider, and kicking off the set was Loudmouth. And those are all uh, songs that um, we will perform at the uh, Lee's tribute show coming up this Saturday in Minneapolis. So you guys are doing those two tracks specifically? We're doing, yeah, Loudmouth, Outsider, uh, not Ramones. We did the, the Motorhead one kind of, that was, we had to cut that one. And then uh, we're, we're doing uh, Poison Heart, which is kind of nice. a, a newer Ramones song, and then uh, Psychotherapy. Nice. And Surf and Bird. My, um, my son a couple months ago discovered the Ramones, and um, I think it was his first like making connection with music. I, I came home with uh, Home at the Moon and stuck in my head, so I put that out, and that, that song kind of blew his mind. And then uh, the next day I had to give him my old iPod loaded with Ramones. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I... You know, growing up, I, I I didn't really care for him much. I don't know. It was just something that I just didn't get into him. And then I saw that uh, end of the century documentary, and that was the hook for me. I really liked that. See, I, I grew up. Um, I think I got into to punk rock, kind of weird. Um, I got into punk. I think when I was like fifteen, I didn't hear the Sex Pistols for the first time until I was like nineteen. And um, I uh, heard. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, Sex Pistols. Um, I just hit open. Um, and so I, I had a friend who worked at Best Buy, and I would go in and visit her while she was working periodically, and she'd tell me what to buy. And so she's like, well, what Ramones do you have? I'm like, I, I don't know the Ramones. So she's like, well, they grabbed this one. And uh, she had me get Ramones Mania. Uh-huh. I was pretty hooked. It's not a band that I... It's one of those... Um, it's not one of those bands that I listen to a ton, but... Uh, I don't know. I, when, when, I, in, when I'm in the mood for them, I uh, dig them quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, you know, it's, it was just kind of fun. We've never played that show before, and our bass player Joe Holland is the one that um, puts on the show. And uh, last year we were saying, "Oh man, it'd be so cool if we could play that." And then this year he let us in, and I think we actually there's there's something like eight bands. We have about the best spot of the night right in the middle. Nice. So we're really looking forward to it. it should be a fun yeah, time. Yeah, the, the middle spot I think is always the sweet spot of any show. I know a lot of. Uh, a lot of bands, when I when I booked folks, they want to do the uh, the uh, the last set. They're like, "Oh yeah, the headliner set. We want to do the headliner." And um, uh, the the middle set's always the one where like everybody's there and everybody's had enough drinks that they're having fun, but they're not too drunk to be obnoxious. So that middle spot's always just. Well, and sometimes if you start too early people are still on their way well yeah especially in, in the Twin Cities it seems like for like a nighttime show nobody shows up to like 10.30 mm-hmm. that's whatever whenever I'd like freak out like oh it's it's 9 o'clock it's doors are open nobody's here it's like oh yeah nobody's here until 10.30 nobody right 
Well, it was it was a treat for me to pick out these songs, and um, you know, I, I was like we were chatting earlier. I thought it was, it's great that we don't have to worry about the FCC because the FCC and I have an interesting <laughs> relationship. Uh, I produced a, a skateboarding and music show for about five years, and two of the years it was on a broadcast television network, and um, had some ups and downs with, with being warned about something, and uh, anyway, the show was canceled because of an F- so-called FCC violation, and I, you know, I just don't understand some of these antiquated uh, rules about using an expression that is part of the culture. Yeah, I I um, I quickly after starting podcasting came to terms with the fact that though I had desire to do broadcast radio I, I don't have it in me when I'm when it's a subject matter I'm this passionate about to actually um, to do a show without violating some sort of FCC uh, rules or whatever right uh, plus as I understand it FCC says DJs can't drink on here right <laughs> I didn't know that Oh, I, I, I think I, I, I could be wrong, but yeah. I, I, I have done shows sober. I just, I have more fun doing it when I'm not sober. I, too much social anxiety issues. Right. Well, I'm getting in the the next uh, set queued up, and these are all kind of rock and roll uh, inspired. You know, when I when I um, got the Violent Shifters going. Uh, it was, you know, as, as you remember, we, we started off with kind of a psychobilly uh, influence. We had an upright bass, and we started playing Monsters covers, the band yeah. The Monsters from Bern, Switzerland. And uh, that was something that was that was great. You know, we all shared that, that like of that, that band, and not a lot of people had heard of them. And not that we were claiming that, you know, they're our original songs, but right. they just seem to really fit and influence our, our new songs. And then later on, uh, the, the bass it, it, the bass player just decided to pick up a, the old, you know, the regular bass and put the, the upright away, and then we got into more garage-style rock and roll, just hard-hitting. I, I think the first time I heard of you guys, uh, I think it was Eric, um, your, the original guitarist. Right. The other Eric. Uh-huh. Um, it was either him or Justin I was like, oh yeah, we got a garage band Kind of Monsters-ish Yeah um, I was like, fuck yeah Like, next next Rockabilly Night This, this is when I was doing Rockabilly Night uh-huh. um, I mean, you know that this, That's for the listeners Sure um, I like, sure we'll, we'll, Then, then uh, the first, Before that show came along uh, Was the last ever Corpse Show Creep show where Right you guys, I, I was Fucking blown away. That was our first ever I was show just of like, these. <laughs> fucking shit. That was quite a show for our first ever show. And then, uh, yeah, the place was. Bad. It was, yeah. And then, um, crazy. The song "Hot Rod Killing Machine" is actually I've been wanting to do that comp since I started doing booking shows, and that song was the one because I got it stuck in my head. I'm like, I need a recording of this. Uh-huh. I have to get off my ass and do this fucking comp. That's great. And so that. That track is the one that got me off my ass to actually do the comp because I needed the recording. But still, it's in the intro for Gone Mental. It's been played 163 times now for Gone Mental. That's great. Um, 
still fucking great. Well, let's kick things off with uh, Against the Grain. That'll be the first track. That's a band that uh, we we opened for uh, a while back, and really great guys and really hard hitting rock and roll. So Against the Grain's coming up next. Um, just hit locked on. Just turn the mic off again.
we're back. That was uh, kind of a rock and roll set. Uh, we heard Nashville Pussy, Go Motherfucker Go, and I just, you know, that was one that, that, that was a, a favorite record of mine that I was, uh, we were talking about earlier. I had the uh, opportunity to do an interview with uh, Nashville Pussy when they played here last time at Lee's, which is, was pretty awesome, and then had him autograph my, my record. And, uh, you know, we, the fact that we can play songs like that is it's just uh, pretty awesome. Uh, before that, we heard uh, The Helicopters, which is another favorite band of mine, kind of representing the, the Scandinavian uh, rock and roll scene a little bit. And, um, and then before that, we had... Uh, that would have been uh, Against the Grain, and um, that was a band that uh, Violent Shifters opened for a while back, and uh, really great guys, and just a rocking band. So, um, yeah, that was that was, uh, that was pretty killer. First time I saw Nashville Pussy, um, I want to say they were opening for Motorhead, which I never made it to at First Ave. This is when I back back in maybe '98, and I was working at Schinders. This is when my back started getting really bad. And so of course, I had a bad back. So my my cure for it was I just started chugging Long Island iced teas as soon as I got it in the door, drinking as many as I could as fast as I could because I figured it would help my back. Uh-huh. And I remember at one point I was walking. Wall Natural Pussy was playing. I don't even remember actually seeing them. I remember somebody breathed fire on stage. Yeah, that at was some yeah. Point. Yeah, Corey Parks. Um, and I was walking with a Long Island iced tea in each hand, and just walking through the, the main room. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, I'm horizontal because I didn't <laughs> notice that there was like a half wall. Oh, and no. then I'm like balancing these two drinks in my hands, like horizontal like a teeter-totter on the thing <laughs> and then I woke up at the end of the show uh, underneath the payphone in the entryway to the men's room oh nice <laughs> uh, with my friend kicking me in the head saying we're going fucking home <laughs> time to wake up yeah 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 not not one of my better nights not not an unusual night by any means but <laughs> yeah well you know I mentioned earlier I had this TV show called Scene TV, and I'm bringing it back as a web series, but uh, back in the day when it was on, in, in uh, 2004-2005, I had a chance to interview Die Huns, which is Dwayne Peters' band with Corey Parks, the former bassist of Nashville Pussy, and uh, I had a chance to interview both Dwayne and Corey when they were together, and uh, just the really nicest people you can imagine, and even, even though they're very uh, crazy and, you know, their rock and roll lifestyle, but... Uh, yeah, Corey with the breathing fire, and she has a Minnesota connection. Her um, brother was uh, Cherokee Parks, who played uh, professional basketball for the Timberwolves at one point in time. And they're both, you know, Corey Parks. I think she's about six five. It was the Amazon of a gal, and uh, you know, Dwayne Peters, professional skateboarder. And he is—I don't want to say he's, he's not a real short guy, but you know, definitely not six five. So they were kind of an interesting couple uh, for a while. Nice. So coming up next, I think we'll we'll keep uh, going on with the uh, the rock and roll, some other bands that I uh, have, have been into, especially since uh, the Violent Shifters have been around. Justin Slingsby, our uh, our vocalist, turned me on to a lot of rock and roll 
music once uh, we got going with the band. It really, you know, opened my ears to a lot of new uh, music out there that, that's really influenced my drumming and, uh, and the band. Here we go to some new bomb turks, Mr. Suit.
Ah. Here we go. And we're back. And that was another rock and roll set. We heard from the Bloody Hollies with uh, one of their rockin' tracks. And before that, we had uh, some... That was Downtown Revolver by the Bloody Hollies. And then we had... Um, uh, let's see. New Bomb Turks, Mr. Suit was in there. They're one of my favorite bands. I really like... They have some pretty pretty good tunes. And then um, we had... Uh, it's hard to keep track. We're having such a great well, time here. Right, right below the, uh, the oh, queue, there there's go. the history of Oh, yeah, play. right. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, Puffball. They're another um, band that um, actually Against the Grain turned me on to. There's, there's, a, there's this whole Scandinavian rock and roll scene in Puffball. And uh, Peep Shows is another band that come from that area. And they all kind of just really have this kick-ass rock and roll sound and uh yeah i got turned on to them too so puffball motorcycle so we heard that's, them for that that's a band i've never heard of before but that's that's like when i was working on um the the tracks that, that you sent me today for for this episode it reminded me like one of the great fucking things about doing guest episodes because i'm a creature of habit and I listen to the same kind of stuff. I, I listen to a fair amount of different types of stuff but there's a lot of different, you know, everybody listens to different genres and different kind of niches and shit like that. Every time I do a, a guest episode, it's like they either A, remind me of bands that I think are fucking great and I just don't listen to often enough or they turn me on to bands I've never fucking heard of. Puffball, Against the Grain. I mean, you're um... Well, you have a, a whole. We could probably do six episodes just on the, the <laughs> I tracks picked that too you many. <laughs> it's hard oh, to hard hard to select. Better too many than, than not enough. Um, I guess this means we'll have to have you back for another guest spot. Um, but yeah, just a, a a good number of bands I've I've never heard before. Uh, a good number of bands that I don't listen to enough. And um, some stuff by bands I like that I hadn't heard that particular track. Mm-hmm. So I learned, um, well, I don't think we played it, but The Briefs, I fucking love The Briefs. And uh, yeah, you had a Briefs track on your, your playlist, and mm-hmm. I don't have that, I didn't know that that album existed. Yeah, that, that is another band that I had a chance to interview uh, when we played at Triple Rock in Minneapolis. And uh, yeah, great great band just really uh, nice guys and killer music nice well we're gonna kick off a local set next and uh, we're, we're winding things down here and uh, Violent Shifters have members that have been in many other bands and some of them play in multiple bands and uh, the first track that we're going to listen to is by a band that uh, I'm sure you're well aware of and a big fan of I, I think these guys are one of the most energetic local bands I've ever fucking seen. Uh huh. Absolutely. Yeah. And our, our guitarist Johan is, is uh, a founding member of the Falls. So here we go. Creature feature.
in after that local set. That last song was another band that I play in called Narco States and uh, Jailbird. And it's funny, um, you know, I've been in that band since uh, November. Uh, they asked me to, to join and, and go on this uh, cross-country tour. We did three shows in three days, Sioux Falls, Green Bay, and 7th Street Entry. And uh, that was the only song that really has a swear word in it. And um, the Violent Shifters, there's only one song that doesn't have a swear word in it. So I thought <laughs> that was kind of interesting, you know. That, that song was sent to me ages ago uh, by somebody from the Narco States. Actually, the first time I heard of them. And I was stoked just that anybody reached out because in the world of podcasting and internet radio, listeners don't reach out very often. And... Um, I, it may have been a show that they did with you guys. Okay. Like, oh yeah, we, it, but it was the EP release show. Oh yeah. And they're like, this is the track we prefer, and this is a link to all the other tracks, so yeah. you pick, but this is the one we prefer. And I think I've played that track maybe twice on here, and every time I, I made a joke about how I dig that organ and then made the allusion to the organ being a euphemism for... Um, it, the part of the the male body, right, right, yeah. What um, organ are you talking about? Right, right. <laughs> and I, the... I think every single time I I mentioned that the first time I made that connection, my dad told me a joke about the organ, and it just it was gross and kind of. <laughs> but I had to share the fact that 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 gross mental image of a dad implying <laughs> masturbation. <laughs> And so I just had to take the opportunity to do that once again. Uh, well, we have a show coming up on uh, May 21st at the Turf Club. And the Turf Club is a... You, you've been there. and It's quite a you know historic place. They redid it not too long ago. We played there on Monday with... I was Kaiju. really nervous about that Turf mm-hmm. Club redo. Yeah. Because there's been a lot of bar redos that were awesome venues, and they turned it to shit. Right. And... I didn't believe that they could take the turf club and A, add a kitchen. Mm-hmm. Have you been to their Sunday brunch? No. It's fucking awesome. Is that right? Yeah, I love that place. That it, it's great. Uh, but And B, they, they updated it without changing the feel of the venue, and they basically made it feel cleaner, mm-hmm. but made it feel the same. It's the same fucking vibe to the place. They, they did a fucking great job. And the stage is about twice as big too, which makes a huge difference is if it? playing in a band. Yeah, because before the stage was pretty small. I, mean, I I hadn't I hadn't noticed. The last time I was there, I think the only time I've been there for a show since they updated was for the Legendary Shack Shakers. Oh, yeah. And I was just stood there slack-jawed, just like uh-huh. amazed by the performance. Right. One of the best shows I've ever been to. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, before Narco States, we heard from another local band that our guitarist uh, was in called Corp Show Creeps. And you and I were talking earlier that the first ever Violent Shifters show was at Lee's, and it was the last ever Corp Show Creeps show. That's that's that that show is what the uh, back cover comes from on the Twin Cities Rockabilly compilation. Oh yeah, that was a, an amazing show, just packed. That, that was one of the packedest I've ever seen. I think the only time I've seen more people at Lee's was a uh, Wayne Hancock show. Oh, sure. It was Wayne Hancock with uh, Joe Buck. Oh, yeah, nice. That was one where I got there like an hour early and I could not move when I ordered, when the bartender came. I had to order like six or seven drinks just because I knew it would take them that long to, to get back to me. 
Nice. Wearing a Joe Buck t-shirt. I, 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 you know, like I said earlier, it was hard to choose songs, you know, there's so many, but someday if we ever come back, I'm bust out some Joe Buck. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> one of the things about doing a show. It's like, it's like there's, there's not enough minutes in a show to do enough tracks, but then, then after, uh, after you've been doing it for a while, there's not enough tracks in the world. <laughs> right, right. But well, thanks so much for having me, Dan. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, but see, the thing is, I've, I know I know you've done broadcast radio before. Mm-hmm. Is this your first internet radio? Uh, you first, know, I think it is. Oh. I think it is my first internet. It's it's addictive. It is just a warning and just a right. a nudge. Because uh-huh. you know, if you're so inclined, sure. Um, but but now now um, we're holy shit we're seven minutes over. All right, we've got to wrap one, this one up. One track left. I'm sorry, Zorch. Um, as I always do, I I've gone over. Uh, but now, if you've listened in the past, you know that now is the time on every episode. I tell you, if you enjoy the music we played on this episode, for the love of God, please uh, support the artists. Rock and roll is not free. It costs money to record music. It costs money to play music at live venues. It costs money to get to the gigs. It costs money to uh, press CDs. It costs money to make fucking T-shirts. Um, if we don't support the artist, music that is actual passion-driven music will, will cease to exist and we'll be stuck with the corporate robots playing the top 40 shit that we, uh, we hear on broadcast radio. Um... Really, internet radio is the last bastion of free rock and roll um, in existence. We do this out of passion. We're just trying to spread the disease, and we hope that um, you've caught it. We hope that you're going to support the artists that you enjoy. And with that, I will get off my soapbox. You've been listening to Gone Mental here on the Thursday Night Wrecking Pit, only on Real Punk Radio. Please uh, stick around for Zorch Radio, our, our, our partners here. We get you warmed up, and they'll finish you off. They got three hours, and um, they'll do you right, I promise. And uh, Eric, what do we got for the last track? Well, this will be a world debut. Uh, Violent Shifters went in the studio uh, last January and recorded a handful of tracks, and some of them are still being worked on. We plan on going back to finish out our next full length, but this one uh, is one that, that's almost finished. It was really crazy with a bunch of sound effects, and it, it really, it, it, you'll, you'll uh, notice this is, is, is a step in the darker direction nice. from what we've done before, but this is called Dreadnought, and uh, yeah, check it out. All right, here we go. See you folks next week. Thanks.
Yeah.